Welcome to Found in Prague. Something that sparked in my head when you were talking before was um, that sometimes we think that we work and that that is our purpose. But for me, yeah. work and purpose are completely different things. Mostly as a Christian, my purpose is not to like, obviously, humanly, I want to make money and be a good boss to my people and then a good employee to my boss and stuff like that. But um my work is not my purpose my purpose is to serve god and to spread the gospel and to you know serve other people and my work is just something that i do to get you know money and food and stuff like that and a roof over my head so um yeah just to kind of put that out there so for those people that are listening that are like oh but i need to find my purpose and stuff like that like your purpose will come and you just gotta you gotta do work because it's a human thing, but it not doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be your purpose. I know for me, I'm a graphic designer. I love what I do. I love designing, um, but I know that that's not entirely my purpose either way on this earth. Also about the changes. Sometimes, or oftentimes, people think that they will just apply for one job and will sit there 20 years. and That will be it, but it happened in my career more than once where I had to change jobs like and sometimes it didn't even uh, like it, it wasn't my decision for example I worked in a few startups that were basically sold right and you don't have a say you know yeah. <laughs> you just sold and you're like you know you're out of job or whatever or they, they might you know decide to remove one of the sites you know one of the offices and then everyone becomes unemployed and you have to navigate the now you're unemployed so you have to do something and find a new job and like multiple things can happen you know some types of jobs just disappeared right there are some jobs that people were doing 30 years ago that don't exist anymore right it, like one of the this may be 100 years ago but one of the good examples is there is a guy who is lighting up the lamps on charles bridge you oh, know yeah he's the only one left now like there is there is no more they just pay him for just the attraction, you know. But th there, there are examples, right? Or everything is now computerized. And you probably wouldn't stay. Even the software development job probably wouldn't be, wouldn't be there, like, for long. Like, computers are now taught to, you know, program things themselves, uh, you know, and things like that. So maybe in 30, 50 years, like, there will be a need in a software developer or in a QA, you know, or... So you'll have to evolve and it will yeah. happen you want it or not. So sometimes there there is nobody asks you if you want or not. Yeah. It just happens to you. Well, and things are so different too, even from back in the day when you just, you did what your father did, you know, like you learned a trade, you know, if you were a blacksmith. Like you, Jesus. He grew up blacksmithing. <laughs> yeah. If you were a carpenter, you did carpentry, like it just, or or a relative or something, you know, it was just. There weren't so many options. I feel like we have so many options today in choosing work, you know, that, man, you could just do anything if you have the guts to work hard and, and do it. I also admire people that work, like, in generations and do, you know, 
carpeting or whatever. Like, yeah. I think it's a bit in a Japanese culture also to master the thing, um, like pick one thing and master it. I don't know. You could be a sword master. You can be doing it all your life, but you're doing it better than anyone else, right? So it's also a great thing to do, you know, like pick one thing that you really love and like master it all your life. I, I really admire those people mm. and like the yeah. skills and patience. And it's priceless because you you wouldn't find anyone else on like whole planet probably, you know, doing the same thing you do. And it's a very unique skill. And mm. Unfortunately, it's like less and less people doing that, but still. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of this verse that I really love. It's Colossians 3, 23 through 24. And it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as reward. It is the the Lord Christ you are serving. And I really just love that because like no matter, it says like doesn't matter what you're doing, like whatever you do, do it with your whole heart and for the Lord. And so I think that no matter what job that is, like you can go in it with that heart and I think that's also like a really beautiful thing to see too. Like I know some amazing people that it doesn't matter what job they're doing. Like they're just, they could be washing dishes, <laughs> you know, at a restaurant and like people are impacted <laughs> by that. Like it's just amazing, but just their ethic of work. Oh my God, I forgot that I worked at a restaurant before. <laughs> so no, my first job was actually at a restaurant. I just remembered. <laughs> I blocked that out of my mind. It was nine months. I don't want to remember. It happens. And I started washing dishes. I'm like, oh, that's great. Oh my gosh. I currently work in a restaurant, so I can maybe relate to that. And when you were guys who were talking about like um, people who like to switch things up as you work, I'm actually the opposite. I like when I was working for as a photographer assistant, I loved the stability. I loved coming home at 6.30 and having that rest of the day. It was like so nice to wake up with a purpose, you know? Each different day, each different time, going to different time to school was, was not for me. I didn't like it. But going to work every day at like 9, exactly at 9, was like so great. I loved it. It's like I love that consistency that I had in my life. And one thing that I continue to learn is that uh, this restaurant job, like somehow I ended up doing this out of all the others. Um, but already in my third week, I'm already scheduling everyone else's schedule. Nice growing. It's so weird. It's, it's Jesus' like, grace over It's you. like, <laughs> the thing is, the reason why they had no choice to do it was because no one else was consistent. It's and so literally after three weeks, you're like proving yourself consistent. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like so weird that um, the bosses were, I asked them, what is one thing that you look for, for from a worker? They said responsibility and consistency. That's all they ask. Probably that's not the thing you're waiting from the waiters to do, you know? Like most of the waiters are there for just a part-time job or like exactly. so they like 
That's what I'm saying. Um, they are younger. All of them are younger, and they usually have school. Usually have other things. But the thing is, they don't have a manager anymore. They don't have a person who is always there to fix everything.、Um, two of the bosses are already gone you know, for like a few months, and the boss that is left is in the kitchen, always not looking over the hole. And the thing is, he doesn't speak English. What a coincidence! And I'm the only one speaking Korean. That is consistent. They had no choice. What I feel like is God is、uh, doing、um, is is the same thing as like God did to Joseph is to put you into situations where you have no choice but to prosper because God is with you. You know, God didn't just send Joseph to Egypt for no reason. He sent him ahead of time to see, oversee. The Potiphar's house, make us prosperous, and then go to the prison to look over the prison. You know that he looked over the prison、uh, guard, and he—that's the things. Like I feel like when I was doing in my previous job, slowly by slowly, surely, I was getting raised for my money. At the end, before I quit, I was getting paid hundred and ten. I feel like it's very important to at least, um, I f- um, personally, to stick to a job at least a year and a half. To fully understand, fully know what that job is, uh, required of, and to really know the wisdom what it comes from that job. If you leave quickly and quickly change, you're never gonna learn that. But for me, um, even I was doing translation work, like. With my parents going to、uh, East East Europe, I did that for、uh, almost two and a half years, three years. Every month, I would travel three thousand kilometers by car, and I will translate. I will book all the hotels. I will translate everything into English with all the pastors going around. It's like imagine not a full time job, twenty four hour job, for like two weeks out of a month. I had school also. It's like I don't know how I did it back then, but I was just doing it because, like,、um, it's your job. <laughs> it's my job. It's、yeah. just you know I just do、Gotta、it. You do. know, so、um, it in that in being obedient until you're、um, forced to change,、uh, sticking it out has a lot of value in my life, especially. So for those who are. Feeling bad that I'm not changing my job, or I I felt I learned everything in my job, and it's been already like year, and my friends are all quitting, and all everything's changing, and I'm co- the constant. I've always been that person. In youth praha, I've been that person. In my church, I've been that person. In my work, I've always been that person. But it is something that God sees tremendous value in it. So please, if you're that person. Uh, I'm here for you, and、uh, we can stick it out together. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny you mentioned、uh, you should stay at a job for one and a half years to really like、uh, soak in the experience. Because in my、uh, QA job, because I got the job as sort of a, like a connection thing rather than on my own merit, it literally took me one and a half. I was there for two years, one and a half years. I had like severe 
imposter syndrome. And so everything I did, I felt like I wasn't like good enough. And I wasn't actually doing QA because uh, I simply didn't think I was good enough for it. So I was doing all these other odd jobs for one and a half years, which was actually more difficult than QA, but I didn't know it at the time. <laughs> and then at the end, I was like, okay, like I, they needed me to do QA. Like they were like, Mitchell, you're doing QA now. I'm like, okay, like we'll do this. <laughs> and I realized it wasn't that hard. And I just, <laughs> one and a half years, I realized I was just like had such severe imposter syndrome for nothing. And I think for me, that was like my biggest takeaway from the first job is just how you look at yourself really affects mm. how you work. And did you know that you had imposters or were you aware when you had it or was it like? Reflective? No, I just felt trash. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. Were, what were the odd jobs you were doing? Like little programming tasks like or like making charts or something like literally anything, not like bring the manager coffee but <laughs> but just anything on the computer that or it was literally anything like it could be really hard like working like working with docker containers to like you know reminding people about their jira issues and like hey you have been you have an open issue for like three months now can you close it or something <laughs> <laughs> bouncer mitchell <laughs> yeah well, he the manager was like, "Hey, can you do this for me?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a boring. Or if it's not QA, I will do it. Nobody but, wants it, but yeah. Yeah, that that was like when I realized that I was pretty. I felt pretty dumb. <laughs> so now you are the guy who has tasks that are not closed, and then somebody else comes to you and says, "Hey, you have tasks no, I I, I just did QA for six months and then left." And like, yeah, but now you're a developer. So oh, I'm now a developer. you're the guy having these tasks no. that are not closed. No? Uh, oh yeah, that's true. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was like, no. Like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yep, yes. Right. I'm not that guy. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't even realize it until you mentioned it. Exactly. Now you know the both sides. You know? <laughs> yeah. You can uh, feel for kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's such a good word. How you view yourself is so important when you're working yes. as well. Like having confidence in yourself. This is, oh no, I probably shouldn't. Never mind. Anyways, there's this show. <laughs> is that an hour? Oh, I thought you said that's the show like today. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I was gonna say the name of the show, but then I was like, I probably shouldn't say the name of the show. But there's the show that Amy and I watch. <laughs> but um anyways, they it they work in it they work in a, in a company and like it, that that world is so foreign to me personally because I've never really like worked like the corporate ladder is it or the like, office. <laughs> I'm not gonna say which show. Um but anyways, yeah, the, and so there, you know, it's interesting to watch these characters' journey, like 
in developing and growing and something that really stands out to me is like their amazing manager and it's the office okay <laughs> and i'm not gonna confirm or deny what show it is anybody can fill in the blank what it is i'll tell it's it's, it's a show with the background laughs i can tell that for sure it actually it actually isn't. doesn't have background wow. laughs see we now have a one oh, thing that we can <laughs> everybody <laughs> message so me and friends. we can start we can start doing like um conspiracy uh, theories on what girls. show it is um but i think it's really interesting to watch also the characters as they go through the journey of learning to believe in themselves and they do so many more great things like as they learn to believe in themselves based off of also what their manager sees in them and it's just really interesting it's really cool to see and you know, for me personally, I, I haven't worked a corporate job or anything like that, but I can definitely say that that has related in my own life, in what I've done with uh, missions work, with working with Youth Pra, with YWAM, um, when I worked as a dance instructor, when I also worked at a cafe, like whatever it was, if I believed in myself and in what the gifts that God gave me, um, it was so much more empowering to be able to do those things and also to rec recognize the weaknesses that I had and not let myself trip up over them. And I've definitely had moments of that. Like one of my hugest weaknesses is communication. And Amy has seen me cry in the bathroom like over like communication and just like my lack of skills there. But I think that, you know, you kind of just have to give those insecurities to the Lord like and trust that he made you the way that he made you for a purpose and there's things to to learn and to grow and also just to rest in and I think you know I, I recognize and realize I will never be the best at that area of my life you know in the communication side of things I, it will never be nobody will ever sit there and say oh Miranda so so good at that but it's something I've had to go okay I can grow in it and like, Lord, will you cover my back? <laughs> because <laughs> I'm, there's going to be moments where I still am going to fail in it. But I think focusing more also on, on the strengths that he's given you. And I think that's been kind of more my outlook on, on life is like, I want to focus on like, what has God actually given me that I can bring to the table and be confident in that. And um, so I, I really think that whether you're starting out in a job or you've been at a job for a long time, it's a really good thing just to think of like how, how you view yourself and, and how God views you, how he created you, um, and that we can just bring those things and like that verse said, like work, work unto the Lord. I think that's really good. Amen. <laughs> well, I was also thinking, what do you guys think about like we talked about earlier the Sabbath or like oh, taking God. a day of rest? Like how do you balance oh, your Lord. work days? I don't I – don't, the this group, this, the table. this group is a probably a bad group to ask. <laughs> so true. Do you take so a true. Sabbath? Do you I take a rest day, day off in eighty-four years, <laughs> guys? For those listening, like literally everybody here is such hard workers. Like I can't even tell you that we probably all need like a seminar on like, taking rest. <laughs> How days. to take a Sabbath? <laughs> um. So I listened to a podcast once about the Sabbath, and I, it. I forgot the name of this pastor who's I I forgot what podcast it was but it's a a podcast about you know just Christian life and they were talking about the Sabbath and um this pastor in specific he practices it with his family and so like he has like a whole like thing that he does with his family they have dinner on Fridays and then they have no phones during the day or whatever and stuff like that and it's really cute 
And I was like, I want to do that. Like, I really do want to disconnect and just be with God. And something I think a lot of people have like a misconception about the Sabbath is that you you can't like it has to be super legalistic and that you can't really do anything because that's really kind of like, you know, the Jewish view of it. Um, but he was talking more about, okay, if you're going to go to the gym, if you're going to do, if you're going to cook, then do it onto the Lord and then have some time for worship and stuff like that. And, and so I, my sister actually lived in Israel for three months. And so I asked her like, how was your view on the Sabbath? Cause she obviously had to practice it when she was there. And she was like, Adri, like that's super legalistic. I don't think you want to do that. Um, and I was like, no, I, I want to. I just want to learn out of it. But she was like super against it. She was like, oh no, you know, Jesus came and like, you know, he took, like even my mom, she was like, Jesus came and he says that he's Lord over the Sabbath. So why do you have to take a Sabbath and stuff like that? And so there was like that view from that side. And then my, the other view from like the pastors that I had heard and I was like, okay, kind of going back and forth with it. And since then, like I've thought, okay, I do need a rest day. I re definitely do. Um, but I haven't actually taken it as a Sabbath. I really want to, but I haven't committed it that way. Hmm. What I have started doing now that I have full-time job in my business and like everything else going on in my life, it's like I try to when I can, when I have a free Saturday, to sleep in as much as I can. And then if I want to go to the gym, if I want to go for groceries, then I just take it very, very chill. That's like once a month type of thing. But I definitely think that you know, we do need to rest, just that I don't rest enough. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, if we want to be like Jesus in every area of our life, then we also have to consider that God made the earth in six days and then he rested on the seventh. And so that's definitely something that, you know, it was an example that he wanted to set for us. And so I do want to implement that, but it's very, very hard, mostly since it's like, I don't have enough time in the day and stuff like that. And like the weekend is when I don't have to go to the office so I can do stuff like that, you know, so definitely want to come back in a couple months and be like i've done the sabbath but <laughs> i've committed it but no i have not yet to the state if you want to uh, listen to the sabbath and like the real rest stuff you should listen to the bible project they have like a, they have awesome podcasts in general but uh, they have also a great like they have a few podcast just dedicated to that and it is a bit mind-blowing and we're like all doing it wrong even if some people are doing it they're doing it completely wrong so <laughs> i really i really enjoyed it and like if you really want to kind of dig deeper into it uh, mm -hmm. that's, that's the one i would i just found the podcast that i was talking about it's called fight hustle and hurry with john mark Comer and jefferson bethke mm -hmm. and they have like a whole like podcasting and do you want to say great. that one more time yes in case people are like oh i didn't get to that fight that's me hustle and hurry with john mark homer and jefferson bethke nice and alex you said the bible, bible project, project has the concept. yeah i will i will take a look what what's the name exactly okay but, yeah. you can put it in the show notes <laughs> yeah the i can give you an example of what happens if you don't take Sabbath, because i can give you an example of that so for me, um, during high school, um, of course, I'm preparing for church on Sunday. I have like four worship that I have to prepare worship, like worship leading also. Um, so weekends are no question. I'm working kind of like full time, translating, doing everything. And then in the, in the weekdays, I have like um, full time school, 
full-time afternoon. Sometimes I have Bible study. Sometimes I have to do help out with translation. I have to do that and that. And, you know, on top of it, I made to do Taekwondo or something like that. So I'm getting home at like 10 and at home every day and waking up at 7 o'clock to go to school. And then I have to do homework on top of it. So I was not really taking any break um, because like, you're a pastor's kid. You're supposed to do everything for the church. You're supposed know? to be an example exactly. for the rest of the children. Fun times, you know. Um, you have no excuses, and I didn't make excuses. But what happened to me, because I didn't ever take a Sabbath, I can say that once a month, I literally got terribly sick. Like, terribly yeah, your sick. Your body feels it. I, I can testify that is not good for your body. Um, that is, that if you do not know how to take rest, it's very important to listen to those who know how to do it. Or ask advices because like it, it it did so much damage to the point where I think it changed my immune system to be destructive against myself. It changed my habit of eating, habit of thinking, habit of sleeping. It, it's like it's sometimes like kids think it's bad to take a Sabbath nowadays, I realized. Because of the social media, they're they're continuously like uh, of social Fear media of and missing phone. out. Yeah, missing out. They they have to be constantly exposed to something yeah. that realizes that there is a pureness and uh, the the design of humans are not supposed to be always consuming, always mm -hmm. doing something twenty four hours a day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure that your podcasts are, that you mentioned. Uh, go in deeper and better mm -hmm. than this but i would advise that those who are sometimes feeling that they don't know how to take rest need to really ask the serious question of how did god design sabbath yeah. for me specifically yeah, like, like how does how can i enjoy the sabbath that god has prepared for me specifically because not everybody can take breaks but there are breaks that god specifically designed so that you can enjoy in the early mornings and the late nights or something like that or meditation i can really like holy meditation i will really advise for that meditating on the word yes meditating on the word is so good yeah i know that i don't remember what uh episode we talked about this but i remember we had this hypothetical pastor that just couldn't have time off work was that our burnout one Probably. you guys remember probably yeah, yeah? I don't remember. But yeah, yeah. There was a podcast we were talking about that, that you need to have yeah. rest. Because yeah. I, I, I mean, I definitely would say this, like, from my own personal, I think <clears throat> uh, I really realized how important it was to be intentional with that time when we were in the middle of a bunch of lockdowns and there the lines, I'm already, my lines were blurred about work life and personal life because doing missions and ministry, it's very blurry. Like what's ministry, what's work, what's your just own life. And trying to define those was so hard. And then once you're stuck at home and like literally there was just like people could message you, you know, at you know, 10 o'clock at night or just whatever it was, like what are my lines? <clears throat> what are my parameters and, and boundaries of what's work and what's rest? 
and being intentional with like, oh, this is going to be a rest day or I'm, I am I clock out at six, like I'm done with work at six or, you know, like whatever it might be like. And this is different for every person. And we talked about our hypothetical pastor in a previous conversation of where sometimes you're just in a situation where you can't take rest, like you actually you're the only person that's doing that job. (laughs) Um, But I think I had mentioned like find something, like find one small thing. For me, it was like my coffee in the mornings, getting up before the rest of the people in my house and just sitting at the table, looking at the tree, drinking the coffee. Like that was my rest time with the Lord. And um, yeah, but I think learning to prioritize it is like really important, whether it looks because I think it can look different. It doesn't have to be like this super religious thing, but prioritizing time to rest and be with God is like super important, no matter what job you're doing. The podcast's name is Seven Day Rest Sabbath Podcast Series Bible Project for the ones who will be looking at. Any last wise words on taking rest? Amy, nothing? Um, I think I've actually learned a lot since being in Prague about um, taking rest because I have friends around me that literally kick me out of the building if I'm, uh, you know, staying too long. But I think I had this like <laughs> revolutionary moment and um, I, cause I, I'm also a PK pastor's kid. And so, yeah, I grew up that like, you're the first one to show up at church and you're the last one to leave. And that may mean that your entire Sunday was at church, but you know, you had to your do entire what weekend. Do. What are you talking yeah, about? <laughs> we have like Friday to Sunday. We have four pastors, kids. Alex, you and I are the only ones here. You are not invited to our club. <laughs> but yeah. And so, yeah, if something needs to be done, you know, you were voluntold to do it. You didn't have an option. Yeah. So I, I learned everything in my church, you know, other than leading worship, because we can't sing. Can't sing. But, you know, other than that, you know. Um, and so it's, it, which is great. My parents instilled in me a great work ethic. And like I said earlier, like that's what I learned in my job was like I was always there, always working. But at the same time, like running yourself into the ground isn't good for anybody. Like you or your job, like my boss at my, my old job, would say like you have vacation days for a reason and it'll actually do you good and the workplace good if you take those vacation days because you'll get rest you'll come back with fresh ideas you'll be able to work better and if you don't use them like why are they there for and also unless you you have vacations like alex and his wife where they were super stressed (laughs) about their plans i'm just kidding (laughs) in the middle of france in the middle of france with no no money Yeah. Listen to our previous podcast. Yeah, listen to that. the previous like, podcast if you'd that. like that to like hear the story. <laughs> You're going to have to hear when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, but there was one situation here in Prague where I was helping, I was volunteering, helping with something, and I was like low key kind of stressed, but it was chill. And then um, Alex walked in, saved the day. I nearly cried. It was, it was, it was a moment. And I had already like communicated to this group of people. I was like, I can't do the evening, like because I have to get up at five in the morning for church the next day to go help. And I'm, I know myself, it's probably not a good idea. However, I'm a walking, bleeding heart and I want to help whenever I can. So it kind of got close to like the afternoon. They're like, Oh, like we don't know who's going to do the evening. And I was like, I like, I like could stay. And Alex basically like picked me up and threw me out the door and was like, no, you're going home and you're getting rest. He's like, they don't need you. They have other people that can do it. 
you don't have to say yes to everything. And I was like, I know, I just want to help. Anyway, I like was so conflicted the whole way home. Like I was like, I'm turning back around. I'm going to go help. My mom was like, no, Alex is right. Go home, take a nap. <laughs> and I was like, it's true. I didn't have to run myself into the ground for no reason just to prove that I was a hard worker and that I was like, you know, selfless and serving the Lord. Like there were other people that could do what I could do. And it was just as... Good. just as good for me to go home take a nap you know and and be prepared to help sunday morning as it was you know for whoever stayed and did the evening service with that group and so sometimes it's really hard to feel like other people can do your job right yeah it's i know like, not like not being needed is like kryptonite yeah. to like, me. Yeah, <laughs> why, so yeah sometimes i think um having friends around you that are willing to tell you and like you know shove you out the door and be like go home take a nap are like really helpful to have in life and so you know alex revolutionized how i viewed rest and you know <laughs> how i viewed work I, I didn't know i had such an influence <laughs> oh, you don't know she came home and was like <laughs> oh my gosh um no but i think that um i think it was actually maybe it was in the powerful purpose of introverts book that great, great book yeah great book. you need to read that book i'm recommending it now because i fully read it i know i recommended it before i fully it read called? it the powerful purpose of introverts you should totally read it as an extrovert it's phenomenal. just as yes, like, like you should totally read it but anyways um i think it was in this book that they were saying like thinking about what you're saying yes to you're always saying no to something else and whatever you say no to creates a yes somewhere else. And so I think that's super good in looking at rest as well. Was it from that? I think that that's from else? Keep Your Love On by Danny Silk. And, and <laughs> no, putting I up boundaries. No, I just recently read it. Like, oh, okay, let me get some both. Uh, it might also be a good that. book. Also a really good book that I didn't finish yet. <laughs> so anyways. Um, but yes, I think that that's a really interesting point to think of when you're talking about rest is... Sometimes you need to say no because you're saying yes to being doing well on Sunday morning when you wake up at five in the morning, you know, or saying no to this because uh, you're creating space for your creative mind to come out. Sometimes I realize like I get if I don't allow myself to have creative time, I am trash at anything logical, logistical, like I'm so bad at it. And like, I'll be running around all week going, I'm so stressed and I don't know what to do. And then I'll be like, have you given yourself time to create? And I'll be like, mm. no. <laughs> and then I'm like, ah, oh. <laughs> like I need, I need that time. Otherwise I don't do well. So I really like that quote, wherever it was from. <laughs> Sorry if I'm misquoting, but yeah, whatever you're saying yes to, you're saying no to something else. And whatever you say no to creates a yes somewhere else i think that's a really good really good word well i think that uh that's gonna be our close tonight on work life and that's all uh, folks yeah uh we hope that our experiences um inspire you guys or encourage you in your journey of work life in some way shape or form uh we're super thankful mitchell to have you on the podcast tonight Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> and sadly, uh, it is actually Amy's last podcast with Found in Prague. She is moving back to Canada, and we are totally going to miss you, Amy. I'm going to miss you so much. I'm going to miss you all as well. Please don't cry. 
<laughs> Calm down. I'm not gonna miss you that much. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, I'm super thankful. Thanks for having me on this podcast, um, letting me be part of YP. And I'm thankful for the friends, family, and community that I found in Prague. Oh, so. <laughs> found in Prague, everybody. Found in Prague, everybody. Ooh. Little drop in there. <laughs> so yes, as Alex said, make sure when you hear this episode to you know send some messages to Amy or send some messages <laughs> to, to us that we can Amy. pass on to Amy. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yes, yeah. Amy is a great blessing, and her like hardworking. You know attitude and, and basically this podcast is also you know a product of her work so yeah. i'm really thankful for her and i'm already crying right now so. no okay well <laughs> thanks everybody for listening and uh we'll see you next time on found and proud thanks for joining us for today's episode of found in prague if you enjoyed today's show please like subscribe and tell a friend Follow us on social media at Youth Praha. Join us next time.